It's October 19th. The Astros could not eliminate the Yankees. There will be a game six, and we will be discussing five and six. Let's do it. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us and listening to the episode today. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I got my best friend and co-host, Jake, and he's not coming to you from Denver, and he's not coming to you from New York City, and he's not coming to you from Montana, and he's not coming to you from Sydney, Australia, and he's not coming to you from Japan, and he's not coming to you from Maine, and he's not coming to you from Texas. He's coming to you from Nashville. How you doing, Jake? Music City. M- Music City. Thanks for that intro. <laughs> I'm uh I'm good, man. I'm good. We've got a We're riding hot. I th- I think we need to be honest about that from the start. Um especially compared to where we were 24 hours ago. And uh we we've got a special thing going on for the people. It's like uh it's like that first time you combine two groups of friends and you're like, "Oh boy." You're like, "These are my high school friends and I'm introducing them to my college friends. I hope they don't get along. I think Tom and Eddie might fight. It seems like they're going to hate each other, but like, come on, let's just let's be cool." Yeah, everyone just, you know, be cordial like, yeah, there's some people that like us that we like the Yankees. There's some people that don't even know we like the Yankees still. Yeah. So, and if you, do, if you uh, don't throw know, them in a room, ev- everyone grab a drink and be friendly. Yeah, and if you don't know what Jake's talking about, we are doubling up. We're doing uh, one episode for Yankee talking Yanks and one episode for talking baseball. We did it yesterday, but what we did is we gave the talking baseball people the most like biased, emotionally driven talking Yanks episode probably recorded since they got eliminated last season this this will be a little more level-headed talking baseball episode that uh, everyone can enjoy i hope uh honestly though jake yesterday i'm so embarrassed looking back at it you know what i mean like uh, employee bill was hanging out and he was like you guys are pretty pretty sad and i'm like man i mean that's like kind of i think why people enjoy listening to us is because I didn't want to record last night because I was fucking no. I was as low as I'll get. But um, we commit to putting the microphone in front of us and trying to uh, rip our hearts out and put them uh, into actual words. And people can commiserate with that. And like, it's embarrassing now. But I think I said I have no hope. I have hope now. So it's just kind of how it goes. Um, but yeah. Yesterday's episode was pretty sad, Jake. Yeah, and that's that's why we we made a mutual decision to a not wake up early to record the same shit again when we were <laughs> just going to be really sad about it, and b we thought it'd be funny to put it on talking baseball because it was honest Yankee sadness. Which, if you know that that still people can enjoy that. <laughs> a lot of people enjoy the Yankee tears a little bit, but uh, yeah, man, and it's it's funny with sports. And it's why sports are awesome. I mean, we try to script it, whether it's, you know, any game you see played. You can you can bring up a regular season pitching matchup, and you and I could say, like, oh, you know, it could be any team. And you're like, oh, well, this pitcher should be good. He's been hot lately. Uh, that lineup's been struggling. You know, I, you, I think you're going to see some good baseball today, and then if they get into the bullpen, they should do great. It's just not how sports works. <laughs> it's just not... And uh, the Yankees come, and they, they beat Verlander at home. The, the crowd does their job. The Yankees recover from 
Uh, I mean, another laughable start. Don't give it away. And uh, yeah, it's it's it just it feels good, man. And I know you and I are running hot. And what's going to be the trickiest for Yankees fans is tomorrow when we talk about tomorrow's game in the later part of this episode. You know, it it's almost like we're. I feel like Yankee fans are going to start assuming tomorrow and be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, Cole's going to be ready in game seven. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Go to Houston. You have to execute everything perfectly to hopefully get a shot at that. And let's go. Yeah, you want to burn this game, and then we'll get into it. And then I think there's some at-hole stuff we need to discuss in this series now that we're five games deep, three wins to two wins. Like, there's a lot... This is the point that when you get to a game six in a seven-game set is when you're like, wow, we've really played the same team an unusual amount of times. That's what I was thinking today. Yeah. Like seeing Verlander twice in the same week and them seeing Paxton twice and like, you know, Alvarez is doing nothing and Gary Sanchez is doing – like, you you know, like we're like so ingrained – and we're so deep that you're like, all right, yeah. let's see who everyone's doing. So I think we can kind of pull the picture back a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I am uh, just more on my mindset. I, I I had conceded, Jake, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah. I'm embarrassed for myself, but I'm not really ashamed because, you know, I, I told Katie, like, hey, if the Yankees lose tonight, uh, Saturday is completely an off day for me. Like, I'm not going to do anything, and we can have, like, a full-on date day, go to the movies, go get massages, do all this. Uh, My cousin is hosting a pumpkin carving contest, and I got myself kind of up for that. I was like, that'd be nice. I can attend all that stuff, you know, and not tied to my computer watching baseball. Okay, I guess the season's over. And then um, Hicks hits that home run, and I'm like, fuck all that. (laughs) Let's more baseball. So, but I was, I was, I was pretty bad. I was in bad shape. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your pumpkin carving. I, uh, I got work to do. I do like the pumpkin carving competition. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know, some different things about our personalities where you and I are so similar on a lot of things, but like if, if there's a 2% window, I love I love leaving that window cracked just because I'm kind of a horse's ass that has some bad gambling habits. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I thought I thought I'd wake up today with hope. Um, last night it was really tough to find it, and then I found enough of it, and uh, here we are. And let's uh, let's more baseball, baby. Let's burn it right after a word from this sponsor. You've been listening, Jake? We get like this cheese and wine sponsor. And a Casper sponsor. I'm like, yo, give me some beds. I need some beds. All right, you ready to burn? You got to do vocal stuff because your video is just Into fro- it. frozen. Uh-oh. Yeah, you you were coming in clear and now you're... Very choppy. Okay. We just had like a lake you fall a delay there, so I'm hope we don't run into that. Scary. Oh no, we got a delay. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Burn. 
Game five, ALDS. Yankees are in passionate kiss mode as their backs are against the wall. James Paxton versus Justin Timberlake Verlander as the Yanks try to bring their sexy back for game six in Houston. Top one, the Yankees' house of horrors continues. Tapper under Pax's glove, pass balls. Yanks are lucky to get out of the first, only giving up one. The Astros would not be so lucky. DJ 26 with another one. Lead-off homer to spark the Yanks and the crowd. Speaking of spark the crowd, they're calling Aaron Hicks Akon because I see him winding and grinding up on that pole. <laughs> Three-run yacker off the right field pole. Yanks have an intentional walk inning as they throw up a four spot. Then guess what? Like me playing pickup versus LeBron, it's scoreless the rest of the way. Who knew Maple Leafs had nuts in it? Ballsy performance by the Big Maple. Canely, Britton, and Chapman hold it. Yanks win 4-1, bring the series back to Houston. Very nice, Jake. Very nice. Very nice. I, I liked the uh, winding and grinding up on the pole. I liked bring the Maple had nuts in it. And it looks like, if I'm judging your reactions on your face, we got rid of the like you follow delay. Yeah, I I don't know. I nope. <laughs> you were you were clear as day the whole way. I I don't know what happened there. Um, but yeah, you're a low key huge Acon fan. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I mean, I was felt bad for him. You know, like how is he supposed to know that she was underage when it's an 18 and older club? They say, you know, that's not his fault. Right. Sorry for the times I right, let you I get down. That. Yeah, and all that shit. So, you know, Mr. Lonely, I'm all about it. Yo, Mr. Lonely is one of the more hilarious songs of all time. Mr. Lonely, I'm so lonely. I have no to come yeah, Put it on a record now. <laughs> yeah, they sound like they're in a better mood tonight. <laughs> all right. Open up the game, and the Yankees shit the bed right away. I mean, a, a little tipper, tapper up the middle, goes under Paxton's glove, and then Glaber tries to barehand it, and he can't do anything with it. And it's like, okay, we're going to unravel from the jump. This was the one thing we couldn't do, uh, and we've done it. Then we double up. Gary has a pass ball. Goes to or wild pitch. I don't know which one. I don't know what the scoring was. Goes to second, and then we double up again. Uh, Paxton loses his own and walks a guy, and then we quadruple up, and he scores. Springer scores on a wild pitch pass ball. And I mean, as a Yankee fan, like you're like this is hell. We just came off the worst game we've ever played in Game Five or Game Four, and this is how we open up this one. Paxton, who can crumble, he can unravel. And by God, DJ opening up with that home run right away uh, is, I know, like the Hicks home run is really what solidified it. But that DJ opening up right away, just before they even get an out, before there's a hit, before there's a base runner, it's tied. Back to 0-0. And it's huge. Yeah, I mean, we we laughed. I right after we recorded the pregame show, 
I I was telling you I was going to tweet out this list of things that can't happen. Item one was no errors, which is hilarious. And after the massacre yesterday, they come out and they have two errors in the first inning. Um, ball goes right under Paxton's glove, and all you could do is laugh. Like, I, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but, like, I wasn't sitting there angry. I was just like, oh, oh my yeah, God. I was already dead. It, you can't kill the dead yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that old they our fa- our best selling shirt. You can't kill the dead, and we uh I, I don't know. You just had to laugh, and then okay, you get out of the inning again, and you the I think the thing that was different mood wise is that we've seen James Paxson's first inning struggles all season. Literally the worst first inning pitcher in baseball. Um, so I, I think there was a little solace in that that would not have normally been there if this was Severino Tanaka or other. And then, yeah, the LeMahieu thing is huge because it's the punch right back. It's over. First batter of the game, and it's Verlander, and it we're on it. You know, he not only his – I mean, his home run to tie the game so you could make Paxton's first inning a wash is huge, but also just LeMahieu comes up and he hits that. Judge ropes a ball. Glaber ropes a ball, and it's like, okay – like we, those were like the three. I I'd have to double check Statcast, but those felt like the three hardest hit Yankees balls we've seen, basically all series. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to check Statcast as well. Judge is pretty hard. I was I will say this though. Like the Yankees have had a lot of guys, a lot of pitchers on the ropes, and they can't score in the first. And Paxton got out of it because the Astros couldn't score in the first either. And and whoever scored more runs in the first inning was going to be it. And that's kind of been the model for Paxton and Verlander where, you know, Verlander is going to deal like he's going to find himself. And if you want, we've been saying this on talking baseball for a while. If you, if you want to get to him, you have to get to him in the first, otherwise he's going to fuck you up. And um, I mean, Hicks hitting the foul pole, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a series saver at the moment because the offense didn't do anything and the it, rest of the way. The Astros one, two, three, Verlander one, two, three, and Peacock one, two, three, six times out of eight Yankees got up eight times, Jake, and six times they went down one, two, three, like besides the first inning, they were utterly dominated. And, and the foul pole. Uh, this is going to sound corny, but I think it's also why people enjoy us because the romantic side to baseball, like the foul pole just feels like the gods are on your side. Oh, like yeah. so much shit can go wrong in this game. When you see that ball hit the pole and when they show, showed the zoomed out reaction of the whole stadium, cause the whole stadium can see that. Um, it's just kind of a special thing. And you, as a Yankee fan, you hope you look back and be like, yeah, that, that damn pole turned around our whole series. But, like, dude, think about <laughs> – and maybe this is dumb, but Yankees lose this game if that ball goes a foot to the right. <laughs> like, if that ball goes to the foot, a, a foot to the right of the pole and Hicks pimped it, Yankee fans and the Yankees team are just looking around at each other like, it's just not our fucking week, huh? Yeah. But instead, it hits the pole, and you and I have been harping so much on the first inning of these games that we've sounded kind of lame. Like, I've been coming off of it just because it's felt like we've been saying the same thing every time. All the runs in the first inning. That was it. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, but, like, that's the – we got a lot of pitchers here that once they settle in – I mean, even Granky, once they settle in and they find their rhythm, good luck. You're not going to touch them. 
You yeah. wait to the bullpen. And it's uh, and I mean obviously most of those pitchers are are Astros pitchers. Paxton and the three Astros pitchers because even Tanaka is not like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, all all of these pitchers are. I think what you're saying, all these pitchers are at the quality level that if they get on a roll, they're going to start rolling. Like you're, you are, your hitting is now the problem. Like you have to find a way to break them. Yeah. What I mean, Paxton was good in this game. Did you like my theory that he was only allowing a base runner every inning just to keep the crowd into it? Yeah, because when I did see when, that the, when you strand a runner, the third out means more. The crowd gets more hype going into the next inning. It's, it's a good strategy, um, and I think maybe that's why Astros weren't able to put any across because they were just one, two, threeing the Yankees. Verlander needed to let some Yankees reach base to give them more momentum when he got the third out. It's uh, it's a new it's a new strategy I'm developing called. Uh, um, don't do this. Don't ever do this again. Uh, yeah, no, it's a theory. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it to, to all of us. I do I do have something that's a faux theory, P-H-O theory, okay. that I want to bring yeah, to you. Yeah, F-A-U-X theory. Yeah, we got it. That uh, That's abbreviation for phony. <laughs> I, I mentioned this during the pregame show, and now I'm glad I did. But the game I wanted to play with you was... I, I thought James Paxton could decide a lot of how he's viewed by Yankee fans by this performance tonight. Because if he threw up a dud, you know, Yankee fans were going to point to two bad starts against Houston. They were going to par- point to the middle part of the season where he was bad. Or if James Paxton had a great performance tonight, you know, you could point to him ending the season on like a 10-game winning streak and he can kind of be this endearing figure to him. It also ties into his personality a little bit. And I think, and and this is the corny part of it, but I do think there's a part of that that ties in that, like, I don't know, if James Paxton had his A++ stuff tonight and he was pegging 98, 99 casually here and there and just dominating the Strohs, like, yes, that would have been awesome and we would have been like, yo, Paxton shoved. But he didn't have his A++ stuff tonight. He had to fight. And he like he he worked and he earned this game and I think he I, I don't know if he earns bonus points for that but he he gets a little credit in a different area. Paxton. Yeah, he gets credit for being gutty, dude. It's like something we haven't seen in a while, and and the uh, right and that leads into something I just got DM about. That's funny. The when Boone went to ask him if you're okay, and and he and you said I'm good. Let's go. Let's fucking go. So I just got a DM from our good friend, Lindsay Adler, who writes for The Athletic. And uh, they asked him, so was it, I'm good, let's go, let's fucking go? And Paxton's response was, yep, did John Boy see that? That's pretty cool. Nice. He said all his friends were texting about it. That's funny. I mean, it, it was pretty clear that that's what he said. And it's cool. I mean, you want those moments. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that home run might have almost ruined it. You know what I was going to do, Jake? I had it set up to, like, have the gif of him lips, like, reading his lips, said, let's go, let's fucking go. And then I was going to play, like, the out right afterwards, like, if it was a strikeout, you know, because that would be even more badass. But then it was, like, a right. deep fly, <laughs> scary-ass fucking rope. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll, just do, I'll just do that. That was cool. Never a doubt. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're the Astros, you came into Yankee Stadium and you won two games. And now you have two games at home and Cole is saved. So, like, do you think there's any Astros fans shaking right now? Because, I mean, putting taking off my Yankee cap as much as I possibly can to the Talking Baseball listeners, right. if you're a Yankees, if you're an Astros fan, if I was an Astros fan, I'd be sitting pretty cocky still. You got to come to our place, beat us twice, and beat Cole once. I'd be sitting there pretty cocky. Like, as, as a Yankee fan, I can try and talk myself into it, rile up hope. As an Astros fan, I, I don't think they should be f- fearsome. As an, if I were an Astros fan, if I were a boy, if I were an Astros fan, the first time you would get genuinely nervous would be before a first pitch of the Game 7. Because they have literally an ace in a hole. They have the ace in the hole in Garrett Cole. So, A, they're saying, all right, we're going to go back home. We'll take care of this in Game 6 and move on. If they don't, they're still going to say, well, this is why we – like, they'll be saying, like, well, we could have pitched Cole Game 6, but we saved him for Game 7 because we knew we'd have him. So, and th- you're welcome, Houston, for that impression. Um, I I just think, and then right before game seven, you'd go like, holy shit, the pressure would be on us because we have, we had a 3-1 lead. We have Garrett Cole on the mound. If we fuck this up, we're the assholes. Um, but yeah, if you're Houston, you're still confident. I think what is the funny thing, Jimmy, that I'll, I'll say confidently because it's kind of bad for Houston it's it's gotten overlooked because the Yankees haven't played good baseball in about two games. Houston hasn't been great. <laughs> I think they have three games where they're hitless with runners in scoring position. There's a couple guys in their lineup that are really struggling, but the Yankees were like one-upping them. <laughs> and now I think some of the Houston flaws of this series are being brought to light a little bit more. The Houston flaws, like, Alvarez, it's their hitting. It's just no one can hit, really. Do you know that Houston is worse than the Yankees with runners in scoring position in this series? Yeah, and I think I think that's what I'm saying. Like, it was funny before t- today's game, some of the Houston beat writers were, like, posting the numbers and be like, you know, oh, the, yeah, you think the Yankees are having bad luck? Like, look at Houston. And it's like, well, A, a lot of the pitchers are shoving, and B, yeah. You, like, it was <laughs> before today's game, it was a great thing for Houston that they were still winning with these stats after tonight's game it's kind of like oh Houston's got some problems too yeah what how many how many players do you think in this series and we're five games deep have a batting average on both teams um uh damn this is through the first four games so it's a little harder yeah damn through the first who's four, hitting? Let's play that game. No, I was going to play. Let's who, I was going to play. Boy, this. I was who's gonna, hitting? I was going to play who's not hitting because the Astros actually have more. Okay. They have more players after four games with a batting average that starts with a zero than the Yankees, which I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, they have <laughs> Yuli Gurriel and Alvarez. Both those guys yeah. have a zero sixty three and zero sixty seven after four. Did Yuli get some hits today? No. Guriel and Alvarez both went 0 for 4. So those guys, they th- those guys are 
the biggest black holes for the Astros. And then on the Yankees, you have a lot. You have Gardner, Gary, uh, Edwin's out now, but Stan didn't look good. Who is hitting? Yeah, and I, I mean, it's it, it's kind of it's it's what the Yankees just did when when Jordan Alvarez and Yuli Gurriel, the the Y guys, um, when they were involved a little earlier in the series. I mean, those were their five and six hitters, and Correa was seven hole, which and Correa, you know, was a big threat. He obviously had the game winning home run. You know, that stretches out their lineup so much more now that those guys are struggling. And even Correa's not having a great series. The ones he's hit have counted big time. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Houston is having a very similar situation to what the Yankees were having with only their top guys really bringing it to the plate and the rest just being a dead hole. Chirinos is now 0 for 13 in four games. After five games, Jake, how many... Uh, how many people have more than two hits? Whoa, this sounds like an awesome stat. I'm really excited for this. So you have to have three hits or more. Three hits or more after five games. The Yankees have, the Yankees have four players that have more than two hits and and the Astros have four as well. It's four and four or no. Did, did Bregman get a hit today? Okay. It's five and four. Astros have five. Yankees have four. Altuve, Brantley, Correa, Springer, Bregman all have more than two hits. Springer and Bregman only have three each. DJ Glaber, Judge, and Didi. Didi have three. It's really just the top of the lineups for both teams, man. Altuve, Brantley, yeah. DJ, Glaber, Judge. Those are like the guys that are hitting. It's very top of the order heavy. It it shows up in the stats and it shows up in the field for the game. I mean, when when was the last time? That we were at a team's, you know, eighth or ninth hitter, and we were like, "Oh crap!" Like it just hasn't happened. No, and they let Marisnik because um, all those guys, all those guys feel bad. Marisnik got a hit today, and I was like, "Come on!" Because now you got now Paxton puts two on for Springer. That was I was pretty like, yeah. "You can't do this, Paxton. Come on, man!" And then he gets out of it. He struck out Springer, so that was cool. But but he had Marisnik over for two. Um, they throw Marisnik in there versus a lefty, right? What's what are the what's are they going to make any changes to their lineup? They have Tucker, who they can play. They started him a game, and they started him in the ALDS game. Reddick had a couple hits and a bomb home run. Do they make any changes? Do they take out Alvarez? Do they take out? Guriel for a start because tomorrow is going to be all bullpen days so you're going to want to mix and match a lot of people and maybe like you know if you can sprinkle Tucker the lefty in to change up the matchups a little instead of Alvar or instead of um Guriel or I don't or no Alvarez is a lefty so put Marisnik in instead and then Tucker I don't know do they make any changes do you think 
Uh, I'll say this. I think with the lineup, they don't really make any changes. I think right field for them right now, um, Redick and uh, the kid Kyle Tucker is kind of a coin flip. Kyle T- Tucker's obviously much more talented, but Redick's the veteran, and you saw like a mistake got made to Redick, and he put it in the seats. And he made a really nice catch today. That Redick basket catch, that was underrated. Well, That's a nice play. Yeah, it, it also it was it is a very, very nice play, but it looked funky because when when broadcast switch from one camera to the other, you lose some frames. So they were on the right. wide camera and he didn't catch it yet. He was running it down. And then they switched to the closed camera and it was in his glove. And in that one frame that it jumped, we didn't see it go into his glove. So I was like, what the fuck just happened? It was yeah. weird. Um, so I, I, I think for Houston, it's less of... I don't think for game six you make any drastic changes. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is going to win the rookie of the year having only played like 90 games or something. I think what what has been allowed is that you're more open to pinch hit opportunities. Like, like maybe they'd... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't be scared to use Marisnik. Um, You know, he's a defensive specialist for them. Does that mean they start him and they're not a way to go, not afraid to go away from him? Or if Tyler Lyons came in for uh, a Josh Reddick at bat, would they pinch hit him? I don't know. Um, I think if you're Houston, you definitely have to be more open to that. Because I mean, let's let's be honest. Coming into tonight, there was a chance Houston steamrolled this series four to one. And, you know, things were kind of rainbows and butterflies. It's compromising. No, no. Love Maroon 5. Crushed it. But I think, uh, again, after today, a lot of the things that have been like, oh, yeah, the Astros, you know, they're, they're a great team and stuff has been going their way. The second line has been like, yeah, the Astros are a good team, but they've got their problems too. And it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how aggressively Hinch does attack those. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Hinch attacks his bullpen day tomorrow. I mean, your Kitty is going to get a chunk of action, I'm guessing, Jake. Yeah. And I don't know. I think we rope I think we rope-doped Brad Peacock. You think so? We let a, they let him get get him out 1 2 3 today. I mean, Judge I was they Judge was the, sitting off speed again and took a fastball on the middle strike three. They they let Brad Peacock look good because I think now AJ Hinch will use him tomorrow and they think Brad Peacock's meat. So that was that was the old rope dope. That was that was smart of them. Yeah. So uh, Jose Urquidy and I have no idea if I'm saying that right. He pitched one postseason outing. Uh, in Tampa Bay when Verlander sucked, he hit Darno in the first, then they got the double play ball, then he gave up a single, then a walk. So the first four batters he faced, he allowed on. Uh, then he got a strikeout, got out of that. And then the next inning, single, strikeout, single, strikeout. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of base runners and not a lot of time. And I, I think uh, five Jim, you and I are being five, more he, he got he let five base runners on while recording five outs. And it's a small sample, but it's in his first time in the postseason. But right. I'm trying to say is your key's not really a threat. Um and he's their bolt guy, I think. The I, I think the bigger thing and 
I, I think one thing that you and I will mutually agree on, Jim, is that if we were AJ, how about on the count of three, if you were AJ Hinch, who do you start in game six? One, two, three. Joe Smith. Joe Smith. Yeah. Okay. That was cool. It's a no brainer for yeah. us. He looked really good. The Yankees are going to have those three righties uh, at the top of the order. Um, and Joe Smith's a veteran. I think he's like 15 years in the league. So that seems like a no-brainer. We'll see what Hinch actually does. Uh, for Urquidy, Jim, I, I think, again, I've, I'm getting into Jim mode, which is my favorite mode. I think we've been saying this all series, so I don't think this is too Yankee-centric to say. The Yankees are rooting for bullpen throughout this series. When the Astros' bullpen comes in, that's a win. When the Yankees' bullpen comes in, they feel like that's a win. Uh, but, and it's a bullpen day. Yeah, but the Astros' bullpen has been great and not bad. So I don't know if that's They have. They have. Yeah. They have, but I mean, if you're the Yankees, like this is, this is what you wanted. Think about before the rainout how excited Yankee fans were for, this, for the bullpen game. I know. No, I, I totally agree with you, but we we, we were yeah. expecting to get to the bullpen, and after game one, we haven't. They've been fine. I mean, the bullpen right. looked better than Verlander, and then the bullpen looked better than Cole almost. Like, Yeah, I think the bullpen stats are actually skewed a little bit because Glaber got the one run off of Joe Smith, and then um, in the first game, the Yankees put up some bonus runs against the bullpen. Uh, so the, those numbers look skewed. But in, in the innings that have mattered for Houston's bullpen, they've been great. Yeah. Who do we – all right. Well, we're we're going to – We'll kick it to – any final thoughts on today's game? Final thoughts is uh, – this was, uh, Judge, there was a quote that Bregman said after game two where Bregman said something like, we weren't going to – we weren't going to let this – we weren't going to go to New York down 0-2. That was Bregman's quote, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, we this we, Like, our team was never going to go yes. down 0-2. And there was, like, an extra in this game. And I, I had no problem with the quote at all. Like, I totally get it. But a lot of Yankee fans had an issue with it. And there were, I thought it was a hard-o quote. I thought well, it was a hard-o quote. And I think the same with judges. Yeah. <laughs> with the, well, judge just, did, judge just said the same thing. So my message to Yankee fans <laughs> yeah. is if you, if you were upset with what Bregman said – the judge just said yeah. the same exact thing. His quote after the game was, I knew we were going back to Houston after I woke up this morning. It's fine. Like, that's what, like, they're athletes. Like, yeah. if, they had, if they lost, he would have he pocketed that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that thought would not have come out if the Yankees lost. <laughs> I, just think it's, I just think it's funny how much there was an uproar and Bregman said it in Yankees Twitter. And, and like, I wonder if there's not now because it's, uh, it's the same exact quote. And it's fine. It's just like, yeah. yeah, I was confident. It's easy to say, yeah, I was confident after the fact. But anyway, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we will come back and uh, preview uh, this game six a little more. Okay, cool. Break over. Jake, who is the Yankees' bolt guy? Chad Green's going to get this start. I would, uh, uh, If he doesn't, I'd be shocked. What can Astros fans, uh, third-party fans expect? Because it's kind of a toss-up. Do you go Hap? Do you go Sessa? Do you go Johnny Els? Who's getting? Who's coming in after Chad? In your perfect world, 
if you map out nine innings, and we can try to do this for the Astros, but we won't be able to do it as well. Can I try to do it first? Right. Yes. I think you get two plus out of Chad. I, I'll, I'll add on to this before I do whatever my spiel ends up looking like. I think Chad is the bulk guy. I think he's going to get to face the most batters up until the Yankees get to the meat of their bullpen. I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, okay, let's work backwards here. Chapman for the ninth, Britton for the eighth, Canely. F- well, th- you have to imagine those guys for – you have to combine those guys for three innings in a bullpen okay. game. Okay, I think. so eight, nine, eight, seven. I mean, Britton just threw a good amount of pitches. Yeah, not too bad, but he didn't pitch the day before. Okay. Canely's the dude who's pitched back-to-back days, so he's So let's inning. eliminate three innings for Chapman and Britton. Yes. Then one, one for Canely. Okay, so we have five innings to go. So you give two-plus to Chad. Let's call it two to be safe. Two to be safe. Now we have three innings. I think it's the kitchen sink, man. It's three innings, and yeah, you might get some. You you might, I mean, you might get some fucked up shit. You might get Cause Ben you, Heller for a righty, you know Tyler Lyons for the lefty. Bring in Sessa for batter by batter. Bring in Hap for the next lefty. Um, yeah, it might be nuts. Ottavino, please toss him in the dumpster. I'm just joking, Adam Ottavino. Yeah. I don't want you in the dumpster. No, I mean he probably he probably gets a shot. I, I, you know, if if it's Chirino, if it's Chirinos and there's two outs, I that might be a bad amount. Amadovino gets in the second inning. Uh, how the times have changed, but yeah, I think the Yankees try to ugly this game up. I think it's the classic uh, when you watch a lesser football team and you're like, yeah, they got to run the ball, control it, make it ugly. I think the Yankees inning three through five might be ugly. Yeah. You might see. Loizaga, Heller, Hap, Lions. Um, who am I missing? Adovino. You could see five pitchers in those innings. Adovino will get a chance, but he better be batter by batter. Like, he better be quick, quick, quick hook. And, and you know what might be good for him is, is finding that window. If, if it's, you know, if, if there's a, a Guriel. Um, if if there's back-to-back righties towards the bottom of Houston's order, like maybe be like, Adam, prepare for these guys because you're going to face them in the fourth inning. Like just be ready for yeah. that. Because um, you, you have to do anything you can to make him more comfortable than he's been. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, a lot of people are assuming Hap. Jimmy, we've come this far. It's game six. Let's let's say Chad is going to go through the the Astros lineup yeah. once. Thirty pitches, whether it's one point two innings or it's it's three innings, if he gets somehow clean. When the Astros come up for their second time through the lineup, you're not going to open up J Hap with uh, Springer, Brantley, Altuve, and Bregman. That's not how the Yankee ship is going down. <laughs> um, and maybe that's what you tell out of Vino. Maybe you tell out of Vino like, "Hey, Chad's open in this game. George Springer's first at bat. You better come out and fucking get him because that's yours." And then we're gonna go Lions to Brantley, 
and then we're going to go um, another righty, Heller to – Jesus, Heller to Bregman and Altuve. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Luiza going to get loose, Yeah, Luiza and Sessor above Heller. I think Sessor, I think Sessor yeah, you so, could go batter by batter. It, yeah. Lions get a lefty and get him out of there. I, I think the end of the story is – the Yankees are going to be kitchen sink every, literally all hands on deck until about the fifth. End. And then on uh, Astros side, like I, I have no idea. I mean, we we want we say Joe, uh, we would start Joe Smith, but we don't know if they're actually going to do that. They they might start Urquidy, and like, dude, they might roll Urquidy. Like if he can give them four, then they'll they'll roll him. I think. I I think it's a it's it's definition of like. And and Astros fans again correct us if we're wrong because we understand that like our point of view isn't perfect on this, but I mean Urquidy again like they're only gonna let him get in so much trouble you know like uh, yeah but if he's, know, if he's he's a talented if he's kid, dealing I think they they they'll let him roll whereas if Chad's dealing he's not going more than one time through the order right I mean liter- literally look for stretched out reasons. Um, I don't know. I I don't think Urquidy would. If Urquidy makes it clean twice through the lineup, I still think they pull the plug. Twice, yes. Like I don't think Urquidy's. Per, yeah. yeah, I think the most he'll do is twice through the lineup. If he's even starting, like we don't know. Um, I guess I should right. check Twitter, but I doubt they would announce it in a bullpen game. They actually shouldn't. Uh, and then like Osuna's going to take care of the back half, right? Joe Smith and Will Harris have been have been getting a lot of innings. Um, Josh James, but the Yankees scored on him. Yeah, James has really been James has been good for them and he's semi he's not starting pitcher stretched out, but he's he's got he's stretched out decently for a reliever. He's another guy that could open or they could save him for innings five and six. I don't know. But he's been good this series and he's one of the more talented arms they have. And then Ryan Presley, like Yankees fans are kinda hoping that he comes out. Yeah, that's uh that would be the fun one on Talking Astros that I I don't know if our bias is in there, but the I think Talking Astros they're saying please don't start Presley, and I think they're saying don't use Presley in six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I mean he uh, he's got two outings this postseason, zero point two innings, two earned runs. In game two versus the Yankees, he came out, gave up a hit. They pulled him right away. Didn't even get an out. In game four versus the Yankees, he got two outs, but he walked a batter. Uh, he got credited for the win. Um, yeah, I think I don't. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know if they have blind faith in him, like the Yankees seem to have an Adovino, or or if they're like, nah, he hasn't looked great. I've got a. I've got an interesting question for you, and I. I don't know if you saw any of the AJ Hinch quotes. But um, when AJ Hinch was asked about Garrett Cole, he said he's pretty much said like, "Yeah, Cole, Cole should be off the table for tomorrow." Do you think if Houston has a lead, maybe after the sixth inning, there's any chance they tell Garrett Cole to fire it up because he's their best dude? No, because if you do that, you should have just started him. Because if you're gonna burn him for Game Seven, start him. Yeah, I just. I, I agree with you, but I the way that he said the quotes has me just a little hesitant. And I mean they 
they they watched that Boston Red Sox team who literally was like, hey, whoever's up next, like get ready and get loose. And the Red Sox pushed their team to the limit last year, and it worked. I could see a situation where if they're up 3-1 in the sixth that they go to Garrett Cole. That would be nuts. It would be a dagger. But also if you – man, if you – if you do that, cold needs to be the rest of your game. Right. Like, you can't use Cole. He gets the eighth inning. Then you go to Osuna in the ninth. And then Osuna, no. you can't do that. If you bring in Cole, you need to ride him to the game ends. I don't, I don't, I don't think they'll I, do I'm, it. They just start him. I'm just, picturing, I'm just picturing the Red Sox run last year. They had a couple moments where it was like, holy crap, if Houston can somehow push one across – Boston just played their whole hand. It never happened, but Houston might have watched that last year. And if they've if they've got a chance and they have the lead in the later innings, uh, they might just go for the throat with Cole because Osuna's look good, Will Harris's look good, but they're not Garrett Cole. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how a bullpen play bullpen day plays out. We might get like a one nothing game. These offenses are doing absolutely nothing. Bullpen days are harder. All the runs have come off starters, it feels like. Besides, Ottavino gave up some runs, and then their bullpen gave up some runs in game one. But it doesn't I think majority of the runs have come off starters, right? Chad gave up a three-run home run. All the impact runs have come off starters. Is that correct to say? Like, games have been won off starting pitching? Besides game two. Yeah. I guess no. I think... Um... Well, the the Gary home run, I think that was relief, and it wasn't impact in the game necessarily. And then the Chad Green three run homer, um, and the Adovino homer. So no, yeah, no, um, I guess not. It start starting pitching is still your best chance to score early. Um, I I don't know, and hey, maybe it'll be a baseball Susan moment that we wake up to a nine eight game and the the lineups do their job on bullpen day. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. I think we and then we talked through it all. Nationals are just sitting around hanging out. Other teams are still doing their manager search. Like there's a lot of other baseball news. I guess once the World Series is over, we're done with these daily shows. We're yeah. gonna have so much to catch up on. But yeah. for now, this is in the grind. Um, if you're a Yankees fan, tune into the pregame show tomorrow before the game, and then. Uh, I don't know if we lose, if the Yankees lose tomorrow, I, I, I don't think I'm going to hit that bottom that I hit last night. I think uh, it's yeah, kind of like I accepted death it, it would, and now we're dancing with the devil a little bit and either we're still dead or I'm like, if, well, if it gets to game seven, I can't even say it. Yeah. Then you'll see yeah. some. You'll, I'll be unable to control We'd myself be, as well again. We'd be fucked up mentally if it goes to game seven. Um, uh, it, Jim, the, the scariest thing, speaking from a Yankees fan perspective is if tomorrow is a tight loss or a crushing loss or however it happens, that would mean the Yankees would have two games they'd point to in this series and say like, those could have been ours. Um, that's, that's the, that's my biggest fear as a Yankee fan right now is that we point, we end up pointing at game two and being like, fuck, we had them. (laughs) Um, so I don't know. You're right. <laughs> we we died after after game four, um, but I don't know, man. I'm uh I'm locked in, 
It's I'll, How about this? I'd be saying this if it was the other way around. After game one, I said, or after game two, I said, I think this bad boy's going seven. It's two great teams. Let's get to seven. Yeah. All right. That ends this episode. Thank you guys very much for listening and hanging out with us. We will be back tomorrow, either incredibly happy and nervous or incredibly, I guess, sad. And uh, thank you for going on this ride with us. We appreciate it. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow.